this is Dave Vellante at the February 19, 2008 Wikibon Peer Insight. And the title of the piece is At Your Storage Service, Part 2. And here's the summary. The basic premise behind a storage services architecture is to think about infrastructure as a granular set of reusable services that can be invoked as needed by the appropriate business applications. This approach allows organizations to optimize on cost, performance, recovery, and other metrics that are fundamental to business processes. One way to conceptualize such an architecture is a three-dimensional cube with the following vectors, infrastructure management, information management, and data protection, where infrastructure management includes a stack of resources from devices to network, to storage and server platforms, all the way through applications. Information management includes various performance levels built on tiered storage. And the data protection dimension accommodates a spectrum of protection methodologies ranging from always on to generally reliable. Sets of various storage services are layered within each dimension. For example, provisioning services as part of infrastructure, copy services would be in data protection, and archiving services in information management. And the intersection of these dimensions and their corollary services will determine the technologies used, the service levels agreed upon, and the costs. Importantly, not all these intersections are viable. For example, uh, the choice of iSCSI as a protocol will not today fit continuous availability tier one performance requirements and therefore would not be an option on the services menu. What are the benefits of a storage services architecture? In addition to lengthening depreciation schedules, we see four primary benefits of this approach, including one, it provides a granular acquisition options for business lines with a high degree of cost transparency. Two, it causes, business, it causes businesses and IT to make trade-offs between cost and function and will naturally lead to more efficient use of storage as a resource. Three, it minimizes the complexity of the technology portfolio and avoids one-off solutions that can create migration problems down the road. And four, it limits the number of suppliers, further reducing complexity. What drawbacks and organizational impediments will a storage services architecture bring? To be sure, there are some political and practical minefields that users should consider with such an approach. First, a reduction in the number of technologies and vendor choices will limit technology options and create friction as leading technologists are naturally going to want to integrate and exploit the latest and greatest innovations. As such, it is critical that organizations use a sandbox lab approach specifically as a means of evolving the storage services model, i.e., their cube of offerings, so that services remain competitive and current. In addition, to make storage services effectively pay back, service level agreements and chargeback models have to be in place and aligned, which 
will require some deliberate effort and planning. Finally, the politics of consolidating storage services deployment options while limiting the free-for-all mentality will disaffect certain factions within organizations that have become comfortable with uh, high degrees of freedom. What best practice advice should be considered? There are several actions organizations should pursue in regard to storage services implementation, including construct service level agreements and chargebacks that are consistent with services businesses with a one-time cost and an ongoing monthly fee that includes a technology refresh fee. Build switching costs into the model, i.e. early withdrawal penalties, and construct agreements over periods of time where lower pricing applies for longer contract periods. Second, limit the number of suppliers and negotiate contracts that include on-demand features where vendors will install equipment but charge for usage at the current price. Be aware that land-based backup will present a difficult SLA challenge and consider disk-based backup for distributed networks, possibly even outsourcing to a remote services supplier. Most organizations will likely manage such initiatives as a cost center or at the very least share some of the profits with business lines or reinvest in the technology infrastructure. Action item. Storage in many ways has been insulated from the market forces of services-oriented architecture, SOA, software as a service, SaaS, and consumer-like business models. This is changing, and customers should evaluate the feasibility of constructing services-oriented models for storage, which emphasize granularity, reusability, and cost transparency. This will allow organizations to make intelligent make-versus-buy choices pertaining to an emerging set of managed storage services from a variety of providers. Okay, thanks very much, everybody. Look to uh, the pieces up on wikibon.org over the next 24 hours, and uh, we'll see you next time.